Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have a quote from Bill Murray that is funny. Not a joke, but it's funny. Uh, it says, 20 years ago, we had Johnny Cash, Bob Hope, and Steve Jobs. Now we have no cash, no hope, and no jobs. Please don't let Kevin Bacon die. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need bacon. <laughs> okay, and now I have some facts. I think people would literally die if we didn't have bacon. <laughs> Probably. It's very important. It's very important. <laughs> Okay, first fact. On August 8th, 2004, a Dave Matthews Band tour bus in Chicago dumped 800 pounds of human waste over the Kinsey Street Bridge in Chicago. While dumping, while dumping was illegal, it actually gets worse. The to- a tour boat was going under the bridge at the exact moment the poop began raining down. The Chicago Tribune reported the passengers described a downpour of foul-smelling brownish yellow slurry that ruined their clothes and made several of them sick. The driver ended up paying a fine and served 18 months of probation while the band donated $50,000 to environmental causes in Chicago as an apology. What about the poor people that got poop rained on them? Horrible. That is traumatizing. Yes. Oh my God. That's disgusting. I don't know. That's horrible. Uh, Next one, the notebooks used by Nobel Prize winning scientist Marie Curie are still incredibly radioactive nearly 90 years after her death. Historians have kept her notebooks in lead-lined boxes in France because when they were discovered, they were so contaminated with radium that they were radioactive. Radium has a half-life of 1,600 years, so it's believed they will remain radioactive for hundreds of years. Curie died in 1934 of aplastic anemia, likely due to her to overexposure to radium. That's crazy. That they can't even you can't even touch notebooks I, that I know. And for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. That is nuts. That's crazy. Uh, next one, Ernie Hudson played who played Winston in Ghostbusters auditioned for the same role in the animated series but was denied the part after the director told him he didn't sound enough like Winston from the movies. The decision what? was even more puzzling considering that Hudson had a long history of voice acting. Arsenio Hall went on to portray Winston in the animated adaptation. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. How How does someone not sound enough like themselves? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Someone else definitely sounds more like you. (laughs) (laughs) This is so funny. Uh, Next one. Dolphins take sleeping with one eye open to the next level. They half sleep so they can maintain their breathing. Because dolphins don't breathe automatically, they can't lose full consciousness. Otherwise, they risk drowning. To ensure they keep breathing, they only allow one hemisphere of their brain to fall asleep at a time. They only close one eye while sleeping and periodically alternate which side is sleeping. How in the hell do they turn their brain off and on? They must be so much smarter than us. That's the only option that we have. I just... That, that's, that's insane. It must be automatic though, right? Like they have to be born, right? They would have to be born like that, like automatic, like... Like, breathing is automatic for us. You know what I mean? Like, 
they like have, they just automatically know how to do it? They have to. Could you imagine turning off half your brain? That would be wonderful. Sometimes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, with nights you can't go to sleep because your brain won't shut off? Oh, my off. gosh, yeah. That would be beautiful. I'm um, like, motherfucker, I'm pulling the plug on you. Yeah, really. <laughs> you are done for the day. <laughs> uh, next one, I Love Lucy has gone down in TV history for many reasons, but one of the most notable might be the fact that it paved the way for reruns and syndication to dominate our TVs. During the sitcom's run, most shows were broadcast live. However, I Love Lucy was taped using 35mm film, meaning there was high-quality archive of every episode. To take advantage of the tape, CBS began experimenting with reruns while Lucille Ball was pregnant during the show's second season. The reruns were successful and more networks started to implement the same model. That's kind of cool. Uh, you've probably seen the painting that depicts the signing of Declaration of Independence on July 4th, 1776 in Philadelphia, but it actually never happened. In fact, the Declaration wasn't even signed on July 4th. That's just the day it was formally adopted by the Continental Congress. The bulk of the signees actually didn't sign the document until August 2nd. There they go, changing our history again. Yeah, really. Next one, when food... De- Manufacturers developed margarine in the 18, late 1800s. It stirred a national debate. While margarine is naturally white, it was often dyed yellow. This infuriated farmers who thought that food companies were trying to influence people to buy margarine instead of butter. They lobbied for rules that would prevent margarine from being dyed yellow. In 1886, the Margarine Act was, pl- was passed, placing expensive taxes on all margarine to appease the farmers. In addition, some states passed laws that all margarine had to be dyed bright pink to differentiate it. (laughs) The companies fought back, claiming the pink shade was a major deterrent. (laughs) That is so gross. I would not eat stuff that was pink. It's like making your toast and putting some bright pink margarine on it. No. They could do, like, all kinds of different colors. Yeah. Be like, here's your favorite color. I'd have a purple one. (laughs) I mean, I guess you could still dye your own margarine. They could do rainbow colors. They could. That would be nice. You can do, like, seasonal colors. Yeah. Heck yeah. The orange for Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Next one, while the lobsters are now a delicacy, back in the day they were so cheap and easy to obtain that they were fed to prisoners and slaves. In fact, some people enslaved in Massachusetts bargained with their owners to only be fed lobsters once or twice a week because they were so sick of it. And now people pay Heck yeah. out the ass for a lobster. It's so good. Uh, last time I tried it, I didn't like it, but that was years and years mm-hmm. ago. Could you imagine Frank Sinatra starring in Die Hard instead of Bruce Willis? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Sinatra starred in The Detective in 1968, which was a which was based on a book by Roderick Thorpe. Thorpe's next novel, while not a direct sequel, followed the same characters as The Detective. When studios set out to make Die Hard, they were contractually obligated to offer the role to 70-year-old Sinatra, <laughs> who turned down the part. <laughs> it would not have done very well. That is so funny, though. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? You know, most people watch those kind of shows because, you know, the main lead is, like, sexy and mm-hmm. stuff. And then 
Oh my gosh. Well, did you know that when Die Hard, for, when they first showed the trailer for Die Hard, people laughed? Oh, really? At Bruce Willis? Because he was not a big... Because at that time, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger oh. and Sylvester Stallone. They all had the big action, you know, yeah, yeah. leads. And then here comes tiny little Bruce Willis. <laughs> and at the time, he only did um, that romantic sitcom. Oh, uh, Moonlighting. Yeah. So they were... they People laughed at the trailer. Oh, no. And then he fucking nailed it. He kicked it. Yes. Yeah, so. And now it's one of the best Christmas movies ever. Ever. <laughs> the big debate. It's not a Christmas movie. No. I think Bruce Willis gets mad when people say it Yeah, is. I think they do too. <laughs> well, like my friend Jeff, he watches it every Christmas. I, I watch it every Christmas. I don't. I do. It's like my number one Christmas movie. Of course, I haven't watched it in years. Oh, it's so good. I love it. I'll have to watch it again. It's great. Maybe I'll watch it this Christmas. Totally holds up. And it's a Christmas movie. Santa's in it. Oh, my God. Remember? Now I have a gun. Ho, ho, ho. You remember that? uh, I think he did another movie. Um, It was... I loved it. What was it? Shit. Bruce Willis? I think it was Bruce Willis. Where his... I think his daughter got kidnapped or something. And... I don't know. I think he did it with Damon Wayans. The fuck was that movie? I don't know. We had a white-haired Russian dude in it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know, but I love that movie. I need to look it up. Next one. Remember the plot point in Fifty First Dates where Adam Sandler's character creates a video to play every morning for Drew Barrymore's character who loses her memory every time she wakes up? That sweet scene actually inspired a new form of dementia therapy. A nursing home in New York started getting family members to record record messages for its residents and then played them every day to help with their memories. Aww. That's so cute. The bodyguard? No, that was uh, Kevin Costner. Oh. I don't know. What the fuck was it? Uh, next one. Horses actually used to have five toes instead of one hoof as they do today. Scientists have deduced that the toes disappeared as a result of evolution with horses losing their side toes first. Their middle toes combined to create one large hoof. (laughs) Could you imagine horse toes? (laughs) Horse toes? I just imagine this horse with feet walking around. Oh my god, did they paint their nails? That is crazy. What? That is creepy. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Uh, Next one. Part of the reason Steve Jobs decided on the name Apple was that he wanted it to appear in the phone book before Atari, his former company. Apparently, there have been some bad blood between Jobs and Atari. Rumors swirled that Jobs got stuck working as a technician on the night shift because he smelled so bad that others didn't want to work with him. <laughs> Take a fucking shower, dude. Seriously, you got mad. <laughs> How dare you be mad at me that I, because I stink. Yeah, nobody wants to be around that. No. That reminds me of my boss sent an email about 
uh, like office etiquette or whatever. Because there's some people that will go around and be talking to other people. And he's like, you know, basically, please don't talk about these things in the in the office or whatever. Yeah. And one of them was, um, you know, bad language. Yeah. The other one was politics. <laughs> His last one was fragrance issues. <laughs> like fragrance issues i wonder how long he (laughs) sat there and thought how do i write this in a professional manner don't talk about people that stink (laughs) fragrance (laughs) i was like who's talking about fragrance issues (laughs) and who are they talking about oh my god that's hilarious (laughs) <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> okay, next one. Female lions actually do 90% of the hunting for their families. Male lions instinctively protect their families, while females are responsible for feeding their pride. I knew that. That's because females are better. Yes. Next one, you might know her as Madame Tussaud, but Marie Groschultz was the woman behind those iconic wax figures. Groschultz was born in France in 1761, where she developed an interest in wax figures. She worked as an apprentice under Philippe Curtius, a Swiss master of wax anatomy. Under his guidance, she began only making casts of internal body parts but also modeled the outward appearance of public figures. Those things are fucking creepy as shit. They really are. And they don't. It's like they look like them, but they don't. Yeah, that's the creepy part. It's, ugh. It is, it's creepy. It's basically like a dead body. Kind of, yeah. You know? Yeah. Where you know the person when they were alive. Right. The way they look when they're alive versus how they look when they're dead. Yeah. You're right. It does. It, they kind of do look like that. Because there's no, I guess, I don't know, the soul or whatever is not there anymore. So it's, I don't know, it's creepy. And my last fact, in 1999, country singer Garth Brooks decided he was going to reinvent himself as Chris Gaines, a rock performer. The idea to give the singer a new persona started when Brooks entered negotiations to star in the movie The Lamb, which was set to tell a fictional story of Chris Gaines, a singer who struggled with life in the public eye. Gaines had an incredibly fleshed-out backstory full of sex addiction and a house fire caused by arsonist extortion and a car accident that left parts of his face deformed. There was even speculation that Brooks had based Gaines' look on Keith Urban, although that story has never been confirmed. Hmm. I remember when he did that. Yeah, there's a picture. I remember that. Uh-huh. Weird. And those are my facts for the week. Okay, so this week I did 10 long-haul truckers share their creepiest experiences on the road. These tend to be great. Yeah. Driving home from a trip one night, something told me to merge over, so I did. About a quarter of a mile later, there was a guy sitting in the middle of the lane I was just in, freaked me out like nothing else had. What? Just sitting there? Just sitting there. Oh my god. And that something is told terrifying. him to get over. Could oh you imagine God. if he didn't? Oh my god. 
What? You think he was trying to commit suicide? I don't know. Holy shit. That is fucked up. Yeah, it is. Smashed fireflies on your windshield will leave a glowing splatter if you hit them after they light up. Is that it? That's it. I knew that. That's actually pretty. Oh, I've never. Really? Yeah. Yeah, if they'll they'll hit it and then like, you know, their ass end will like smear across the... Oh, yeah. And it'll still glow for a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor firefly. I know, it's sad, but pretty. <laughs> I was driving cross-country once. Coming into Louisiana, it started getting spooky. Lots of cars on the side of the road near a swamp. Kind of felt the swamp calling to me. Wanted to pull over for some reason. Going about 60, I cross over a short bridge, and there's a golden retriever puppy in a dog bed, looking clean and not scared, right on the side of the bridge. Freaked me the hell out, and I'm a dog lover, but I'm not stopping there for a damn thing. Holy shit, that is kind of weird. That is really weird. Why were people all pulled over? Weird. And he felt like he had to pull over too. I don't know. That is weird. That is weird. My old bishop used to be a trucker when he was younger. He told us one day while driving to Utah from Cali, he saw a man in a very bright yellow rain jacket. He said the look on his face looked like he was about to die. He got... But he got a very eerie feeling to not pull over. This was around 2 p.m., he tells us, by the way. Around 9 p.m., he gets to a place to eat some dinner. As he sits down, he notices two tables from his left, the very same man. There's no possible way that man could have gotten there. He strictly remembers no car passing him at all, not one. And when he saw the man, it was in the middle of nowhere. So not like he was in a town with his car. This was before the internet, so he never put it out there, like back in the 80s, I want to say. That is creepy as fuck. Do you think it was a ghost? I don't know. There's no way it could have been that same guy and not have been some sort of supernatural something. Yeah, and he was in the middle of the road. That is so weird. What? Weird. I I was driving at night on California Highway 168 near Mono Hot Springs, When I saw a deer on its hind legs (gasps) on the side of the road. What? Its eyes glowed in my headlights. I nearly shit my pants. What? What the hell is it with deer walking on two legs? I don't know. That is creepy as fuck. That is so weird. I want to see a deer walking. Deer men. I don't know. I want to see that. Not a long-haul trucker, but I was crossing the Navajo Nation on my way to Colorado in the 90s. It was around 1 a.m., and I was really tired, so I pulled over between Gallup and Shiprock. Had a nightmare of evil-looking faces coming at me out of pitch black, screaming. Creepy! I woke up, started my car, and when I turned on my headlights, there was a coyote and a jackrabbit sitting about 10 feet apart just on the edge of the light. Never had a nightmare like that before or since. Have traveled that route a few times, but never stopped after dark again. Weird. That is creepy. What the hell were they just sitting there for? Animals are not animals, I don't think. I don't know. I think there's something we don't understand. They're, yeah, I don't know. I was once driving along I-15 in Idaho. There was a stray dog walking down the road. He stopped and sat and stared right at me as I approached. 
I got this feeling to pull over, so I did. He jumped right up into the cab and we rode out. What? I pulled in the nearest truck stop and he got out and then wandered off. <laughs> oh my god, he just wanted a ride. He just, oh, I'm not done. Oh. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if it was a ghost pup or if some trucker forgot his dog and the dog knew the best way to find him. Or perhaps the dog was simply hitchhiking. <laughs> Feeling like I should pull over for a dog was definitely the weirdest I've ever felt. He did have a cute little bandana. <laughs> the whole thing made me feel like I should get a trucker dog to keep me company on the road, but it's a rough lifestyle I wouldn't wish on anyone. Oh my gosh, what? <laughs> he just wanted a ride. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Oh my gosh, that's too cute though. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> He told me that he would often park. Okay, I don't know who he is, but <laughs> he told me that he would often park his rig in large parking lots to get some sleep, usually at shopping centers or malls. Once he had parked in a parking lot of a closed Kmart in L.A. that was next to one of the runoff canals, he was asleep for a while when he was awakened by a rattling at his driver's side door. When he looked out the window, there was someone looking in and trying to force the door open. He grabbed a gun and flashlight he kept in his truck and started to open the door to chase the guy off, but stopped in his tracks when the flashlight hit his face. He said that it was pale, scabbed lips, fucked up teeth, his eyes were black. He pointed his gun at him and he took off screaming. He took off right then and there and didn't stop until he got to his destination. What? Black eyes. Creepy. Pale scabbed lips. Gross. My uncle was a long haul trucker. The night his father passed away, he was traveling from Ontario to Florida. He got the call from my mother and pulled into the next truck stop to process the news. There was a bar beside the stop and the name of the bar was my grandfather's first and last name. He even took a picture and sent it to us. It was surreal. Weird. It's crazy. Yeah. What are the odds of that? Yeah. I will never forget the smell of my great-grandmother's funeral. The smell of flowers and what they used to preserve her was one of the strongest smells I've ever encountered. Maybe ten years later, I was on the road leaving a marching band event with my dad, and I smelled that smell again. I immediately was reminded of the funeral smell. I felt... It felt... I felt freezing cold... Even with the heat on, I think my great-grandmother was visiting me or watching me play my instrument. Oh, that's kind of nice and weird and creepy. And gross. <laughs> and that was the last one. All right. This week, I did stories that are um, experiences that people have that they told people and they did not believe them. Okay. So we're going to see if we believe them. Some of these are crazy. First one, I used, to, I used to sweat blue for a few months. My clothes, nails, and phone cover all stained blue. I went away for a while. It went away for a while after... Oh my God. <laughs> it went away after a while on its own, which was good because the doctors couldn't figure it out. That's weird. Yeah. What? Sweating blue. And it, like, stained things. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Next one, I was on a train that had one of those chains you pull in case of an emergency. If you pull it for no reason, you can face up to two years in prison, plus receive a huge fine. 
So I was sitting, and when I decided to get up to go to the washroom, I was kind of stuck, so I used the nearest thing to help me get up, and I pulled the chain. The train stopped immediately, and I figured I was going to prison. Suddenly, people started running out of the train, and I realized that a compartment on the train was on fire. So that's how I survived going to prison and accidentally saving the train. I told this story to a friend, but he would not believe me, so I just let it go. Oh. Why would he lie about something like that? I know. That is really crazy, though. Talk about good timing. I know. I know. Next one. Once I opened the fridge and a jar of mustard came falling down. It hit the ground, and I already thought, great, now I have to clean all this up. But I didn't hear it hit the ground. When I looked down, there was nothing there. No glass shards, mustard, nothing. Looked around for a good five minutes, questioning my reality. Turns out it kind of repelled off the ground and landed in a wine shelf. Upright, it straight up did a bottle flip off the floor, still questioning the laws of physics to this day. At least it didn't disappear into a portal like other things. I know. and but That's where I thought it was going. I know. It's weird, though. Next one, when I was younger, I worked at a popular theme park in the UK as a ride assistant. One of the rides I worked on was the River Rapids. Two young lads, who obviously had been drinking, got on, and it was clear they were going to be a pain. As their raft came toward the end, they were both running around the outside of it. The raft hit the wall, and they both fell in. I ran down, and God knows how, managed to pull them both out. They were both swiftly escorted to the medical center, and I'm assuming off the park. The same day, on my way home, I followed a car that was swerving all over the place. The car hit a curb and flipped onto its roof. I stopped my car, ran across, yanked the doors open, and pulled both the occupants out. It was the same two lads I had pulled out of the water at work earlier that day. What assholes! What a bunch of dumbasses! I know! You're lucky he was there. Right, Shit. both times. Yeah. Motherfuckers. Next time, just leave their asses. <laughs> I think if a third time came around, he would. Yeah. <laughs> Next one. I like watching wild birds at my job. I watched a young magpie steal bread from a raven. The magpie's family then attacked the young magpie, took the bread away, and gave it back to the raven. <laughs> They were bird yelling at the young bird. They, then they called the young magpie and forced it to the front of the pack to the raven. The adult magpies gently pecked at the young magpie until it sang at the raven. Then the magpies all waddled away and went back to hunting for bugs. I feel like I watched some sort of family magpie discipline to prevent <laughs> an interspecies bird war. gosh I that's know. true animals are crazy like crazy smart i think i think they're all messing with us i think they are <laughs> <laughs> deers are fed up i'm walking away from these assholes <laughs> on my two legs Gosh, it makes me wonder about my animals. I know. Are they messing with us? Holy shit. Okay. Next one. Once when I was a kid. Okay, this one, I don't I don't know if I believe it. Okay. Once when I was a kid, I was climbing out of the bathtub after showering and ended up toppling over the edge of the bathtub and face planted onto the ground. Where I just laid for uh, 
for a second kind of comatose. We were at a seaside resort, so as I tried to get up, blood flowing down my face from a cut on my head and my nose, a bucket of crabs nearly toppled over and jumped all over me. I bled from my nose for three hours after being rescued from the crabs and got sent to the hospital. My family refuses to acknowledge it ever happened, even though I have the hospital bracelet with that date. So, wait. They fell out of the bathtub? And then there happened to be a bucket of crabs nearby that fell on them. And the crabs, like, attacked them. And they had to go to the hospital. Okay. That is the one, that's one that I don't believe. <laughs> that's just too weird. Who keeps live crabs in a bathroom? Whether they're, I, whether they're at a seaside resort or not, that's fucking weird. Okay, next one. <laughs> I, I was 12 years old and playing with my dog in the backyard. He suddenly stopped and just looked at my leg. Apparently, there was a piece of wood in my leg that was 8 centimeters long at a 90 degree angle in my leg. It didn't hurt and I didn't feel anything. To this day, I'm wondering how this stick found its way into my leg. That's weird. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay, now we have more food going into portals. One time after school, I was emptying my bag on my bed. I had a sandwich wrapped in cling wrap from lunch that I didn't eat. I dropped the sandwich on the floor and went to pick it up. I couldn't find it anywhere. I checked under my bed, in my bag, all over the floor, and under any items. Never found that sandwich. See, it's weird. It is weird. Where did it go? Where is all this shit going? Someone got a surprise sandwich somewhere. <laughs> for sure. This one is fucking weird, too. Once as a landlord, I had to break up an 18-person orgy. Oh, my gosh. We had a noise complaint, which were common, but I went to the room to check and things were odd. They would barely open the door to speak to me. They had the weirdest assembly of clothes on. And there was this weird, salty, smelly fog in the, air, in the room. Oh, my God. For documentation's sake, I had to have them sign my report. And they said, do you want all of us to sign? They turned on the lights. And in the middle of the floor was a giant pile of naked ass. We are talking every gender, every position, a clown, a little person, oh a God. toilet seat, and in one big pile, gyrating. I looked up at the TV, and they had a gigantic 80-plus inch playing the most explicit porn I'd ever seen. I had to shut down the party because the buildings were shit, and there was an occupancy limit to each room. All, all at once, 15 angry people got up and started storming out of the room in all various degrees of nakedness. <laughs> oh my gosh. What the fuck? Oh. <laughs> what got me was the fog. Ew, salty, Ew. smelly. No, gross. <laughs> I mean, to each their own, but shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't want to shame anyone, but Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Next one, when I was 10 years old, I was walking my dog down the street with my father. My dog took a piss on a car wheel of a Mercedes Benz. A couple of minutes later, that exact Mercedes-Benz drove past us, and then you turned around and slowly drove past us again. The driver opened his window and started shouting at us. As soon as we got back on our street, we saw the man walking toward us, and he pulled out a gun. He aimed it at us and shouted, Your dog pee on my wheel? Over and over again. 
Of course my dad got very angry and shouted back at him, Do you think this is the fucking Wild West? He then started shooting at us. So my dad sprinted at him and managed to tackle him to the ground. I went and got my mother and we called the police. The police came and took the guy away and we found out that he was a big Chinese drug dealer in the area. So this is basically the story of how my dad took down a Chinese gangster while unarmed. (laughs) Shit. Holy shit. That is fucked up. That's scary. Yeah. This one is fucking weird. We've never had a story like this before. Okay. On my first day of school, I had a sudden feeling that I already knew everyone. That kind of feeling you get when you've been there a while, but it wasn't deja vu. It didn't make any sense as it was the first day of school, and I knew that I didn't know any of these other kids. Then the feeling went away as I questioned it, and I shrugged it off. During the last week of school, in the same class, I mildly panicked because the feeling happened again, but this time it felt like I didn't know anyone, as if it was the first day again. I think I experienced a time swap. Ooh. Isn't that weird? That gave me chills. It did me too. The time swap. Yeah, we've never had That's anything crazy. like that before. Yeah. yeah. Huh. And it's weird how like how much you like recognize your feelings, you know, like that's like, when have you ever felt something like that that you weren't supposed to feel at that moment? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's, that's never happened to me, but No. That's hmm. Yeah. I like that. That's yeah. a new one. Yeah. Next one, when I was 21, I kept having sleep paralysis episodes that seemed so real. The hallucinations, the panic, everything was very much real and right in front of me. My neighbor who heard about this happening to me from my mother had me call this guy she knew who was a guru in paranormal experiences. He basically told me to simply go through my room and every day before going to bed tell whatever it was that was causing these episodes that it wasn't welcome and had to go away. So one night I woke up and noticed that I couldn't move. These two beings were in my room talking to each other in this strange form of language. Still not convinced it wasn't just a a wild hallucination, but definitely a weird and interesting experience nonetheless, especially with how that experience hasn't ever happened to me since that night. Hmm. Weird. I I don't know. They say that sleep paralysis is just, you know, you see things, but... There's so many stories I've heard where I don't, I don't think I believe that. I know. I know. It's got to be something different. It's got to be more in depth than what we know. Mm-hmm. Next one. One night I was coming back from a friend's house. It was 7 p.m. when I left. And after a 20 minute walk, I arrived home. The weird part is I got home at seven the next morning. The only reason I noticed something was off was that when I got home, my dad was leaving for work and asked me why I had returned so early in the morning. Completely confused, I asked him what he meant and he showed me his watch. He said we had spoken at 10 o'clock the night before and I had told him that I would be staying at my friend's house until I came home. My friend confirmed the time of departure and my dad confirmed time of arrival. This left me with a 12-hour gap in which I have no idea what I was doing and where I was still gives me the chills trying to understand how something like this could happen. I don't like those missing no, time things. Those are so creepy. And this is my last one. My boyfriend... Okay, this one is fucking crazy. Again. You tell me if you believe it. 
Okay. I believe it, but it's just so insane. My boyfriend's dog ate a pound and a half of chocolate rum balls our house guests had purchased and left in their room while we went out for breakfast. We came home to find a very drunken, very sick corgi and more poop and vomit than a dog Ugh. that size should even be able to produce. Meanwhile, I realized that the smell wasn't all just coming from the dog, but buckets of sewage water that had backed up out of both toilets and spilled into our home. So there are our horrified guests profusely apologizing and gagging. They had to leave to catch a plane, and my boyfriend had to leave to go get the dog's stomach pumped. So there I was, two bathrooms full of human waste and a living room full of dog shit and vomit. I cleaned it all up alone. That night I settled in bed and fall and fell fast asleep, just happy that the day was over. Around 6 a.m. I am suddenly jarred awake by the sound of an incredibly wet fart, followed by a putrid smell. I slowly become aware that there is now a puddle of diarrhea less than six inches from my face. Turns out my chihuahua, who occasionally had bouts of stomach issued, issues, had crawled into my bed and proceeded to get sick right in front of my face. Ew. That's so gross. Horrible. Oh my gosh. That's bad. It's bad. <laughs> and those are mine for the week. And it's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up. I did funny tweets. Okay. My daughter gave me a tiny leaf as a present three days ago, and now she wants to know where it is. Pray for me. Oh, shit. (laughs) Five-year-old was in bed for a while. Then she yelled, Mommy, come here. And I yelled back, Why? Then she yelled, I haven't thought of a reason yet. (laughs) That's cute. I asked my 11-year-old to help me write my vacation away message, and she suggested... I am on vacation, so your email will be deleted. (laughs) That's great. Yep. That's how it should be. Perfect. My kid really doesn't like being called a liar, especially when he's lying. (laughs) That makes everyone mad. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you know when I'm lying? Has anyone successfully transferred a sleeping baby from a stroller to their crib? Or y'all just put the whole stroller in the crib, or what? (laughs) No, you let them sleep in the stroller. Yes. Until they wake up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so glad I'm not repeating my parents' mistakes, but I am making a whole bunch of fun new ones. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Thrilled to announce that instead of saying, what are you doing? My two-year-old child goes around asking in a tiny haunting voice, what have you done? Oh. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Daughter writes note, you're the worst mom ever. Oh. Me. It's your, your, <laughs> with an apostrophe. That's right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My seven-year-old didn't want to eat at a particular restaurant because she didn't want to eat outside. I told her we'd be eating, eating inside the building. She then argued that the buildings are technically outside. She is now my attorney. <laughs> I choked on some water earlier, and during my coughing fit, my four-year-old asked me to be quiet so he could hear the TV. It's safe to say I should start saving for a nursing home now. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're probably right. Holy shit. 
I know you're over there dying, but could you keep it down? I am watching cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter told me that she won't be having kids because she feels like she'd end up with one like my son, who is trying to lick his elbow right now. <laughs> Watching a documentary on ancient Egypt with my five-year-old stop when my five-year-old stops in front of the TV, drops her jaw, and says, They wrote on walls? You're not supposed to write on walls. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Went out to eat with the family, and my nine-year-old ate an entire half-pound Kobe burger. When I say I miss... When they were little, I mean, I miss being able to afford feeding them. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Especially boys. Oh, Oh my my gosh. gosh, I know. They eat so much. I know. Working from home while your kids are home is like trying to read a book at a Metallica concert. (laughs) 79% of parenting during summer is asking kids to close the doors. Yeah. My five-year-old and six-year-old are playing restaurant. My six-year-old's restaurant has a no-baby policy. My five-year-old has five babies and is very angry about this. She's causing a whole scene at the restaurant. The babies are crying. It's crazy. I'm trying my best not to get involved in this. Oh, my gosh. Sounds like a future Karen. (laughs) Yes, it does. My five-year-old daughter does a cartwheel. Me. That was great. Do you want to try gymnastic classes or dance? You get to wear fun costumes and do shows. Her, no, I want to be a normal person and do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) My toddler got a hold of the markers. I caught her red-handed, purple-handed too. (laughs) Taking a vacation with family is like having major surgery. I'm going to need at least two to three weeks of recovery. (laughs) Yeah. My six-year-old knows she'll get in trouble if she curses at her big brother, so she's ma- been making up insults instead. She just called him a pa And how am I supposed to do this with a straight face? <laughs> okay, well, it's 15 minutes. Good morning. I woke up with the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse song stuck in my head. <laughs> I haven't had toddlers for years, so that's the bad news I have for toddler parents today. <laughs> that years later you can still come up with songs stuck in yeah i i had a song stuck in my head the other day i'm like where the fuck did that come from <laughs> i haven't been watching tv because i've been reading yeah i haven't been listening to the radio i do that sometimes where it'll just come out of nowhere and That's you know weird. what i've started doing when i read what it's really weird. <laughs> what <laughs> so i'll be reading and like a sentence will i'll all of a sudden start singing a song that has the same sentence in it weird yeah and i just recently started doing it and i i know i've done it i do it all the time it's like i'll be in the middle of reading and i'll read a sentence that is in a a song and i'll start singing to myself (laughs) i'm like what the fuck am i doing that's funny because that's what I do that's why it takes me so long to read because I my mind goes to different places and I have to like you know focus back and read that paragraph over again so now you know how it feels when I read like your mind can't focus 
but it's just so weird. It's like, I don't weird. know. I don't know. And I just started doing it. I don't. <laughs> That's weird. Cause you've been reading your entire life. It's, you know? Yeah. It's weird. It's, it's very weird. Robber breaks into my home. Give me all your money. Me, laughing. Listen, buddy, you've got to do better. I have kids who ask me that all the time. (laughs) Tell you the same thing I tell them. (laughs) I don't got no money. (laughs) My kiddo came into my room, kissed my forehead, and said, I'm sorry you're fat. How's your morning? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I would beat that kid's ass. Oh, my God. You know what I would do? And... uh, Really, depending on the age of that child, which sounds like it's really young, but I would start pretend crying. Oh, yeah. Make them feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's my mommy move. Guilt. I would, I would probably do that, too. <laughs> I'm sure I have done it's that. It's mean, though, and they need to know it's mean. Yeah. And that hurts people's feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in Target alone without my kids, and I might as well be in Bora Bora. Who wants to tell my kid just because she circles something in a catalog that doesn't mean she gets it? Not it. <laughs> oh my gosh, my kids used to do that all the time. It's circle stuff in catalogs and <laughs> hand them to me. Like, here you go. <laughs> I used to do that. I used to get uh, Kids R Us. Yeah. Christmas. Yeah, they thing. have like a, the catalog. Yeah. yeah, and I would tell him, I was like, circle what you want for Christmas. That does not mean you're getting all of it. Well, yeah. I had to add that. Yeah, you have to. But, yeah, they they do that. (laughs) And expect it. (laughs) (laughs) And this is my last one. I used to believe there were certain underlying truths in life, but my my 11-year-old told me my mac and cheese tonight was too cheesy, so now I'm questioning everything. What? Is there such a thing? No. I don't think so. How can something be too cheesy? I I don't know. They're crazy kids. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Send us, send us your stories. We need them. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook. Request to join the group. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.